This is the You Comedia podcast with my daddy Vladimir. Today on the podcast. <laughs> Good job, buddy. Take every day at a time and take every task at a time. If you jumped 10 steps ahead, you get overwhelmed and, you know, you can't at all times worry about the final outcome. Sometimes you just need to focus on the next thing on the schedule. Don't worry about the next 10 things that are gonna come because <laughs> that's just gonna make you crazy. Oh, so, you know, just focus on the task at hand. Hey, Ukramedia family, welcome to another episode of the Ukramedia podcast. I'm your host, Vladimir Proknevsky, and today's guest is Sanya Gerichek. She's a freelance motion graphics designer based in Munich, Germany. Sanya is very active in the motion graphics community. She runs animation workshops and even has a course on Skillshare. Now, Sanya and I have a few things in common. We are both older than the countries that we were born in. That's right. Sanya was born in the former Czechoslovakia, which is now Slovakia. It is a neighboring country to my country, Ukraine. So I guess Sanya and I were neighbors and we didn't even know it. And now without any further ado, here's my conversation with Sanya Gerichek. Enjoy. But before we jump into talking about your creative journey, share something interesting about yourself that most people don't know. Um, actually, I was born in Slovakia and uh, my parents emigrated when it was still communist Czechoslovakia. Um, I was only three years old, so I don't remember a lot of that. But yeah, we moved to Germany and I grew up there. And at the age of 19, I moved around the world, landed in the UK for a, a good eight years, I think. <laughs> and um, then I moved to Munich. My goodness, you truly are an immigrant, just like me. <laughs> now, how many languages do you speak, Sonia? Um, so starting with Slovak, which is my mother tongue, I also speak German, English, some Spanish and some Italian. I've just only just started learning. So it's, it's very basic. But um, those, yeah, those are my languages. If you had to choose one language, which one would it be? To speak forever, you mean? Or <laughs> Yeah. What language do you um, think in? English is my best language by far. I, I dream and I think in English. I digest everything in English. I mean, German is, is still pretty good. I grew up here, so um, my German is, is very good. But sometimes I do struggle, you know, explaining complex theories, complex thoughts, because I do communicate in English quite a lot. Well, you actually kind of have an English accent too, if you if you really think <laughs> think about it. At first, I was just like, wait a minute, is this the right sign I'm talking to? Now, I got to know, how did you get into motion graphics out of all the careers you could have gotten into? Yeah, I mean, I was always into arts and I went to a language and arts heavy high school, which is probably why I'm so into languages as well as arts. And um, so I was already pre-exposed to a lot of a lot of that sort of knowledge, fine art and all, all this sort of stuff. And I went to uni uh, in Scotland and it was a games focused university, but they did everything. The course that I took, it did games development, 3D modeling, traditional hand-drawn animation, filmmaking, everything. So basically I had the chance to just try out all kinds of fields within the moving image sort of area. And I got really fascinated with title sequences and Saul Bass, you know, like 1950s, 60s, sort of um, North by Northwest, all of these, like he, he's the, the godfather of motion graphics title sequences. And that was kind of, that became my thing. And then I kind of slowly slipped into motion graphics and creating animations within After Effects. 
That's pretty cool. Now, what was your first job in motion graphics? It was actually at university and I did a documentary. So I filmed a documentary about a research project at the university and I did the lower thirds and I did the title sequence and basically the whole cut of, of the documentary. But yeah, that was probably my, my first job doing the lower thirds and the, the intro sequence. You kind of tried a little bit of everything. Do you think you're going to stay in motion graphics for a while or you're still thinking about experiencing other areas as well? I mean, yeah, it's it's difficult because motion graphics really is my passion and I love doing it. And I've worked in traditional animation a little bit and I've done a little bit of games design and I've done a little bit of explainer videos. And um, so I really love this. But now slowly, although I, I do think I will be doing it 90% of the time, I am sort of a little bit thinking, oh, maybe I can try a little bit of this, a little bit of that, maybe a little bit of filmmaking, maybe a little bit of, I don't know, whatever comes along. I think this is also the freedom that I've taken in the past year, becoming a freelance motion designer, that now I can really puzzle my schedule together the way I wanted to. So I can focus on learning JavaScript and expressions. I can do character animation. I can do teaching. So yeah, I think this really gives me the opportunity to try new things while still doing motion graphics. Wow. And speaking of teaching and trying new things, how, how did you, when, when did you start teaching? When was this? I mean, after what point did you say, you know what, I want to, I want to get into that. Actually, I was still working at Kurzgesagt, their YouTube channel, creating explainer videos for, for YouTube, well, for their YouTube channel. And I had an opportunity to create a Skillshare class for them, explaining their animation style to their followers. And that's the first time I did a Skillshare course, and I really loved it. I really enjoyed putting the whole course together writing the script, filming the script, you know, like filming the animation steps, giving like tips and tricks, things that I've learned over the years. And um, that's why I most recently did a solo course for myself. And yeah, I really love it. What did you learn about putting together a course? Was it pretty challenging? Yeah, yeah, it, it is quite challenging. The first time around, I think I recorded the whole thing and I cut the whole thing and I realized there were so many mistakes and so many like <laughs> jump cuts that I had to do the whole thing over. <laughs> like, it wasn't working at all. <laughs> Man, I, I was, uh, I was here. Well, Sergey was, you've taken actually his course. So Sergey put together that expressions course and I was witnessing him putting it together. And let me tell you, I've almost seen him cry because it took so much time and effort. And you think that it's just hit record and it's done, right? I mean, it, I want to say it took him several months putting it together, recording, mm -hmm. re-recording. There's a lot. It's kind of like writing a book, if you think about it. It's not any different. And then you have to kind of maintain the same voice. You have to make sure that everything's making sense. Would you agree, though, that putting together a course or teaching others, would you agree that it makes you better uh, designer yourself? 
I think so, yeah. Especially since it helps you explain things better. So a lot of the times I would have written down something, I'm like, I, I want to explain it like this. And then I start recording, I'm like, this doesn't really make sense. Like, it makes sense in my head, but I've missed out like two or three steps because I already know how it works. But I actually need to explain how it works. And I think that translates also to client work because clients sometimes don't know what you're doing or they don't know the background of your work. And you kind of need to explain to them, like, why are you doing it this way? Why would it work better this way? Why is the end result going to be better if you do it this way? So I, I do think so. How long did it take you to put together that course? I think um, because it was my fourth course altogether, including uh, the ones I did for Kurzgesagt, I think about three weeks. That oh, wow. includes script writing, recording everything and, you know, putting everything together, cutting it and so on. Yeah. Are there any other courses that you're working on? Um, yeah, I mean, I'm really excited to put together a course about branding and color theory and like kind of marketing yourself as a, as a designer. I think that's something I'd really like to do, but I, I don't really, I don't know if people are interested in that. <laughs> that's pretty cool. Are you, are you thinking about developing your, now since you're learning JavaScript and stuff, are you thinking about developing your own plugin scripts, anything like that? I'd love to. I really love to. I think um, since I've gotten really into expressions, I've always used expressions, but always in a way where I wanted to do a specific thing, I'd Google it, and then I would just use that code. But now that I'm getting into it a little bit more in depth, I think I really want to do more with it. And, and it's something that, that I didn't previously realize, but I'm, I'm really excited about expressions and, and code. I've done a little bit of HTML coding for um, a client's website before, like only as an assistant, but kind of I have that sort of background understanding of, of simple code. And I, I really enjoy doing it. So yeah, I think so. I, I'd really love to put together some kind of script, um, you know, for After Effects or something like that. Sounds awesome. Well, let's transition to a dark moment in your life. I want you to tell <laughs> us the story of your worst moment in your creative journey. Take it away. Don't hold back any punches. <laughs> We're ready. <laughs> Well, you know, I've had my fair share of crashed software, didn't save, hours <laughs> lost, Ouch. you know, like that that really hurts. But um, I, I mean, I remember one moment, um, you know, there were worse stories out there for sure. But this one kind of, it, it hurt me deep down, even though it wasn't like a, a huge thing. But um, so I was working on this project and every time I wanted to view the project, I had to render it out because it was too heavy for After Effects. And the render times were hours, hours and hours long. So you really had to plan ahead. When are you going to render? When are you going to watch it? When are you going to make edits, you know, before the deadline? And so I made sure that all the errors were out, all the mistakes were, you know, everything was perfect. And there was one last render before the deadline. But of course, I would always watch it again before release. And so I'm rendering it overnight so that it's ready in the morning. I check my render thinking, yeah, it's going to be fine. I, I already found all of the mistakes, no problem. And I watch it back and there is a render error, like not even an wow. animation mistake, it's just a render error. And there's like, there's no way I can render again. It's like, it's a blip. 
for most people, it probably, you know, you wouldn't even notice. But for me, it's like a, you know, like a piece of my soul broke off. It's like, I have to hand it in like this. There is nothing else I can do. There's no more time to render again. And yeah, it was, it was kind of devastating just in the sense of it's fine, but it's not perfect. And I just have to give it away. You know? Did you have to redo it? No, it was it was accepted the way it was, which was which is fine. It's just in the back <laughs> of my head. I know I could have done better, but there was just no more time. <laughs> oh my gosh, those renders, the horror stories that you <laughs> Yeah. <laughs> Computers crashed last minute. Now, do you have any kind of I mean, going on forward, did you do you have any systems in place to prevent that from happening or do, I guess more like time management? <laughs> Mm -hmm. Yeah, it's definitely time management. Like, don't render the very last time the day before the deadline. <laughs> <laughs> and um, yeah, have more than one pair of eyes look over your work. Um, that's for sure. That's I mean, it, it's more difficult when you're working on your own, but when you're working on the team, definitely make sure that you're showing it to other people. And especially don't always show it to the same people. Like, show it to people who haven't seen it before because they can look over it with fresh eyes. That's quite important. Great advice. Now let's transition to something positive. Share your best moment in your creative journey. It could be a project or just uh, or anything in your creative journey. Sure. Sure. I'm actually, I'm thinking of the moment when I moved to Munich and um, there was this um, soft drinks company in Germany called Fritz Cola. I don't know if I'm allowed to say the name, but um. <laughs> They have really quirky designs, like print and animation ads, um, all the same. And they're like quirky and fun and weird. And I love it. And I saw them <laughs> and I'm like, wow, that is so cool. I wish I could work for them. That'd be so awesome. When I moved to Munich, I went to work full time at an agency. So like that wasn't a thing that I would like go out and work for this company. So I just went on working on in my full time employment and when I became self-employed last year, I started going to a bunch of networking events, you know, trying to get my name out there, meeting a bunch of people. And I came across these guys at a IT event, like completely random. And um, they were filmmakers. And uh, they introduced themselves as, we make funny commercials. I'm like, oh, yeah, that's cool. You know, I introduced myself. But um, it didn't seem like they really needed 2D animation. So I didn't think that anything was going to come out of that. But then they call me up a few weeks later, like, oh, my God, we have exciting news. We need to meet. I'm like, okay, what's this? Like, no information, nothing. They sit me down. And it turns out they had just been asked by Fritz Kohler, this company that I was dreaming of. <laughs> Wow. if they can do an animation for them and I'm like no way what a twist of fate it was <laughs> it was such a crazy coincidence and um yeah and we did the animation together they loved it and it was it was a great experience hey good things happen to those that hustle and work really 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 hard <laughs> now speaking you, you said that you jumped out to do freelance I'm just curious was it a smooth transition for you yeah I mean it was um it was pretty smooth. Like I kind of knew what I was going for. Um, when I went freelance, I was like, Hey, I have contacts in London. That's where I worked before. I have contacts here. I know how this game works. I need to go to networking events, you know, connect on social media, like do this hustle. And yeah, it, it was kind of more or less smooth. I mean, bureaucracy in Germany is a little bit tricky, 
But apart from that, it was pretty smooth. Yeah, I'm quite lucky. I'm curious about the bureaucracy in Germany. <laughs> if you can say <laughs> just one line, I mean, you can. You don't have to be as detailed. I'm just curious. What's what's hard about it? Is it because it's all about who you know, who knows you, to the next level kind of thing? Not not exactly, but there's a lot of forms and a oh, lot of okay, gotcha. even if you speak the language very hard to understand language on those forms. It's like, what do you want from me? <laughs> If you can fill out the form, you can work for us. <laughs> But the form is complex. That's interesting. Yeah, yeah. Well, my brother, is, oh, Sergey, my twin brother, he's actually be doing some work in Spain next month. And that's the first time we kind of had to deal with the whole EU and the paperwork and all the other things. We're still not quite sure what, what they want from us. But uh, there's definitely a different kind of... Uh, legal systems that you have to be compliant with and all these different things that mm -hmm. are pretty complex from what we're learning. So I hope it's yeah. not, I hope it's not something that at the end of the year, you know, tax time, because there's this whole, if you don't fill out this one other form, you'll be paying taxes in the United States and in Spain. So now we're like working with the lawyer trying to figure out how to, how to prevent that from happening. So then, then there, we have to fill out all these different EU forms. And anyway, it's just a nightmare. Dealing yeah, with it, it, it is. It is because I have a few US clients as well. It's like, okay, I don't pay taxes here, but I do pay here, but I need to fill out this form and then don't forget to, to submit this. And it's, yeah, it's, uh, <laughs> it's challenging. But I'm glad it's happening to us because, you know, we want to venture more into the international stuff. And so this is, I guess this is the best way to learn this stuff. Now, what is the best advice you've ever received? The best advice I've ever received was probably just the simple sentence of step by step. Mm, um, and by that mean, take every day at a time and take every task at the time. Of course, you, you with a big project or anything that you need to do over a long time, you need to have an overview of what you need to do. But if you jump 10 steps ahead, you get overwhelmed and, you know, you can't at all times worry about the final outcome. Sometimes you just need to focus on the next thing on the schedule. Don't worry about the next 10 things that are going to come because <laughs> that's just going to make you crazy. Oh, so, man. you know, just focus on the task at hand. This is good advice because it's something I, I'm dealing with right now. But it's true. You kind of have to trust the process. You have to just mm -hmm. take one step at a time, like you said, and trust the process that you've arrived to the same outcome before. So you will arrive there again. Now, share one of your personal habits that contributes to your success. Okay. So I'm a bit of a perfectionist. <laughs> <laughs> um, as you might have uh, been able to tell from my uh, render error story. <laughs> um, It's good so, to be a perfectionist. Um, yeah, I to mean, degree, it, I it's good to get into it's good to get into a good habit for sure. Well, the thing is, I it, things get messy very quickly if you don't have a handle on it, basically. And so I try to put everything in its proper place. And by that, I mean in my personal life, as well as in like folder structure on my computer and so on. Because if I don't move it from A to B right now, then I'll have A, B, C and D on the same spot on top of each other. <laughs> Ain't that the so, truth. Yeah. <laughs> So yeah, I, I really try to like, you know, if I take something out of the drawer, I use it, I put it back in the drawer. And that way, I only need to clean up little things. And like that, the same thing goes for folder structure. If you have a set folder structure, put all the things in the right places immediately. Otherwise, after a huge project, it's going to be a mess to clean up. You want to do that right from the start. I'm curious, do you have any 
morning routines, any kind of uh, systems that you follow that make you more productive? Yeah, I've actually tried to meditate immediately after waking up. So even before eating, before, you know, checking my phone, I get my meditation app and I meditate for 10 minutes and then I start my day. Is that helpful? Yeah, it's so helpful. I tend to be a little bit anxious. Um, same with the, you know, jumping 10 steps ahead and kind of worrying about the final outcome. That happens quite a lot for me. So I really need to kind of rein it back, uh, focus on the moment, find my peace, basically. And meditation really helps with that. You know, it's it's not a lot of people think meditation is this Buddhist monk sitting on a rock, you know, <laughs> trying to <laughs> find enlightenment. But it's it's not really that. It's kind of sitting there, being aware that your mind is a mess and it's racing a million miles an hour. But you're sitting there, you're observing it, and you're saying, okay, that's fine. This is happening right now, but I'll take this moment and just try and not get, you know, get into that rush of what my thoughts are doing at the moment. So, you know, just like take that moment, take that 10 minutes and focus on yourself and not get swept up. Right. I think the worst thing you can do in the morning is check your email first thing, right? That's like, yes, that's when anxiety exactly. will just run through the roof. And that's a terrible, <laughs> that's like reading a newspaper first thing in the morning, just fill your mind with a bunch of negativity. And then you wonder why your day, yeah. your day doesn't go so well, you know? Now I'm curious as far as time management, do you use any kind of apps, calendar, Asana, anything like that? I use to-do lists very, very heavily and a calendar. I couldn't live without a calendar. I put everything in my calendar, private appointments, business appointments, even having to go on social media for an hour at lunchtime <laughs> is in my calendar. No, that's true. Is your calendar, do you have like a, a uh, is it like a electronic calendar or is it more like a paper calendar to-do list kind of thing? Yeah, I use um, Google Calendar. So it's electronic, it's on all my devices, always accessible. So, I mean, I love the idea of a paper one because I'm, I'm a stationary freak. So I, I love a good notebook, but unfortunately it's not accessible when you're on your way and, um, you know, need to change, um, your events or check up on the next meeting. Yeah. What are your, um, maybe not top three, but like top websites that you go to for motion graphics? That would probably be, I love Instagram. Instagram is a great source for inspiration for me. Um, same with Dribbble, you know, on, on different levels, but like there's so much out there. There is mini tutorials, there is breakdowns of animations, there is just beautiful work out there. So I, I love those. And School of Motion, School of Motion is a really good place and Motionographer, those, those are sort of my main places to check up on new work, new people, job ads, this sort of stuff. Yeah. What advice would you give to someone who is uh, trying to choose to go to college or not to go to college for motion graphics? Would you, if you went back in time, mm. would you go back to the school? I think it's very individual. Some people get a start without going to college um, or uni for me. 
But personally, I went to university and it was great for me. Um, and for me, university wasn't just about the learning part, the lectures and, you know, the knowledge part. It was a lot about connections. It was a lot about being thrown into a team and producing something together and learning from each other. And also, you know, universities have connections, connections to companies, connections to projects, you know, they can get you out there, they can network something for you. So that's a that's a great start when you're just starting out, when you have nothing, when you don't even have a portfolio yet. So for me, that was a key, you know, stepping stone to becoming a professional going to university. But, you know, some people don't want that. They don't want to go to lectures. They don't want to sit and write something down. They just want to go and create. And maybe for them, it's a good idea to just sit down at their computer, come up with a concept and then just get going and put it out there. You know, that's just as valid as going to university. It's really what what your mindset is, I think. What should MoGraph artists, especially MoGraph students, should be doing constantly, whether it's on daily basis or just uh, as much as possible, in your personal opinion? In my personal opinion, they should probably keep going with personal projects. If you don't have a client project going on, you should always be doing something. You should be creating, you should be animating. If you're not animating, follow a tutorial and then you're animating again following that tutorial. I think you need to be in a constant flow and also be connected to your community. See what's out there, talk to those people, find out what they're doing, find out tips and tricks so that you can improve your animation. I think that's really important. No, that's so true. And you mentioned community and I was uh, reading through your about page on, on your site and you you co-founded a motion graphics community, right? Yeah, that's right. I mean, not exactly motion graphics, but it was a, um, let me think of the exact wording. It's a video... I'm, I forgot. <laughs> oh, yeah. Well, it's called London ACM SIGGRAPH and um, it's part of the larger ACM and SIGGRAPH, which is the Association of Computing Machinery and the Special Interest Group for Graphics. So these chapters, they're basically volunteer organizations. They exist in different communities, different cities all across the world. And if there isn't one in your city, you can always create one. That's what we did in London. There wasn't a chapter, so we started one. And basically, every chapter can organize themselves the way they want. But there is a requirement for a certain amount of events to happen during a year. So you can have networking events, you can have presentations, you can have um, screenings, any kind of thing that you want to serve your digital computer graphics community, basically. And because in London, there is a lot of VFX houses, motion graphics houses, animation houses, we had a lot of presentations happening. So kind of behind the scenes of certain big movies, like Marvel movies, we had a presentation on um, the making of Groot from um, Guardians of the Galaxy. So how they rigged him, how they modeled him, how they animated him, all of the details of that. Um, we had some smaller sort of kind of conference style um, events that were over a few days. They were more techie, so more on the programming side of 3D software 
And um, yeah, I think the biggest one was the one for uh, Disney Pixar for Big Hero 6. That was in some cinema in London and about 400 people came and it was really lovely seeing all of the interest for kind of the same thing that you're interested in and kind of talking about it, hearing about it, getting the bits and pieces, the background information. Oh, yeah, it was, it was really lovely. It was really nice being part of that community. Oh, it's all about who you know and who knows you. And what a great way to get out and meet some talented people. Are you part of one in, in Germany? Is I am one? actually. Yeah, there is there is a Munich one. Um, I actually run their social media account, but it's it's much smaller than London. Um, they're trying to get um, some interest going. There is a lot of interest for automotive stuff here. Munich is is a big Makes hub sense, for right? automotive. Yeah, so it's um it's more in the three D field and a little bit more kind of programmy, I would say. Well, Sonia, thank you so much for your time. In closing, can you share with us how can people get in touch with you? Yeah, I'm available on all social media as Sonia Gerachek. That's S-O-N-J-A-G-E-R-A-C-S-E-K. <laughs> I'm on Twitter, Instagram, all these places. And how can we find your course? You can go to Skillshare and type my name, Sonia Gerachek, and you'll be directed directly to my course. All right, Sonia. Thank you so much for your time. I appreciate it. Thank you. Thank you so much. Thanks for having me. This was lovely. Hey, thank you for listening to this episode. If you enjoyed it, please feel free to share it on social media. I'd also be very grateful if you could rate, review, and subscribe to Ukraine Media Podcast on iTunes. That all helps a lot in ranking the show, and it would be greatly appreciated. And if you have any comments or questions, feel free to email me at vladimir.ukramedia.com. And as always, don't forget to join our online mentoring group on Facebook. Simply go to ukramedia.com slash community. We have well over 2,500 talented people in this group. It is a great online resource for those of you trying to grow. And it's absolutely free. Thank you so much for joining me on the journey of this podcast. I appreciate you and I look forward to serving you in the next episode of the Ukramedia podcast. Bye-bye. <laughs>